This is episode 25 with holistic lifestyle coach Josh Hamilton. This is Pencil Leadership. My name is Chris Anderson. And finally realizing my master's degree only taught me so much, I decided to start on a journey to learn more about what it truly means to be a pencil leader and how we can leave a positive mark on people and the world around us. So each week, I'm going to bring you a topic or a guest that will help guide us on our way to grow and leave a positive mark wherever we go. So if you're ready, take out your pencils and let's begin. All right, Josh, welcome to the show today. Thanks a lot for having me, mate. This is exciting. Yeah, super exciting. We're going to learn about uh, the hero's journey in a little bit, but would love for you to first just tell the audience a little bit more about yourself and like what have gotten you to where you are today. Awesome, mate. Well, a uh, little bit of backstory, really. I was I was originally a teacher, so I trained up in mathematics and physical education as a high school teacher. I um, very much slipped my way into that position. I didn't apply for any universities. I actually applied for a sports management degree. And on the other half, my oldest sister applied for a teacher's college for me because she believed that was a bit of a calling for me. So huh. I uh, found myself by complete fluke in teacher's college. I had an interview, got accepted, went on down and sort of started my journey there and um, had my first teaching experience. Absolutely loved it. And I thought, hey, this is this is me. I really enjoy this. So off I went into that realm and studied for the next four or five years. And then went into a high school, my old high school back in New Zealand at New Plymouth Boys High School, which was which was an experience in itself because <laughs> teachers teachers stay around for a wee while. But um, I still remember actually sitting in my maths classroom that I was teaching in and I had a, a professional development book um, called The Winner's Bible by Dr. Kerry Spackman. Mm. And I sat there thinking, I'm like, I knew... I knew I wanted a lot out of life back then. I was, you know, still quite immature. It was very much financial based. You know, I wanted the mm. boat and the car, and yeah. you know, I wanted all those things. And I, and I knew as a teacher, I was going to be limited in my pay. Like, there's obviously a certain amount of money you can make in my yep. that's not going to that's not going to get me to super yacht. Right. So, I thought, <laughs> so I started diving into. I'm like, professional development sounds the way to go. So I started to really get into that and. You know, started reading about the manifestation books mm. and then started reading about more about the mind and how it works. And then after about four years of teaching, I uh, I decided I didn't want to be didn't want to be the teacher that was just kind of at the front of the class saying this is how yeah. you do it when I hadn't really had any life experience. So I left and started to travel the world. That's awesome. Went to Europe mostly. It was fantastic and that really it was probably the real beginning of the next chapter of my life. Mm. It really opened my eyes up to that concept of questioning, you know, why are things the way they are? Why do this? You know, why teach in that aspect? And um, after, after traveling, I actually went back to teaching and it wasn't long. I started re-studying. I was doing my master's at the time. Okay. And while I was doing that, I was also being a hostel master, trying to start a business. And it was yeah. just, it was overwhelming to be honest. Yeah. It was overwhelming. Oh, I understand. But during my masters, yeah, during my masters, which I, to be honest, never completed, I kind of got halfway through and I went, "We're doing this all wrong. <laughs> We're doing this all wrong. This is not the way to do it." So I, um, it just showed me so many things about teaching, and we were so restricted mm. in how we could educate the kids and what we could educate them in, and 
from my experience, we, we missed out on so much of going through the education system. So mm-hmm. I started retraining under a guy called Paul Check. He's sort of okay. been dubbed the, you know, in America, he's dubbed the godfather of wellness. He's a okay. bit of a dude. He's, a, he's an old guy that sort of mastered the, the, physical, the physical body and then kind of leapt into mindset, spirituality and everything like that. And he, uh, yeah, that really opened my eyes up and then took me into the coaching world. And go. that's where I am now. That's awesome. So yeah, getting it. So what is, is your business called the hero's journey or what is your actual or. So I started a company called body IQ. It was all okay. about smarter training, smarter movement. It very much started in the physical realm. I battled with back pain most of my oh, life right. as a young guy, I had massive issues with that. And then started fixing that through my own study, started fixing other people's. And then I was like, there was just way more to this movement stuff than just bicep curls and bench press so right. yes. Yes. <laughs> so I was like right right and then so I uh I used I used body IQ as my starting point and then the program that I developed from there when I started getting into some more of Joseph Campbell's work was the hero's journey because uh. I wanted to I wanted to really look at is there a kind of base structure or a base model or map that can show us you know show us a pathway through life mm. that Yes, I don't. You don't eliminate challenges because that would be that would be discerning. Cause, you know, challenges is what make us grow. But yeah. how do we get through those in the best possible way without having to turn around and go back through them again? You know, keep, keep going to that lesson without learning it. So yeah, so it became the program became the hero's journey. That's awesome. And uh, so with that, like, what does all that entail? I mean, I, I know I looked. I've looked into. I watched the video, but for the audience, like, what? How would you describe the whole program to them if they're interested? It's it's very much based on Joseph Campbell's work. So okay. one of the biggest biggest things that I found out, and this was actually one of my intrinsic drivers that I found out I loved out about teaching as well. It went, mm. it went back. I'm like, what is it that I love about teaching? And it was that it was that spark when you had a kid. And it might just be maths, you know, you're teaching them something and you can't work it out from that angle, you uh-huh. can't work it out from that angle, and then suddenly you hit the money ball, you know, and they just go, oh, that's it. I get it. I get it. And they light up and it's just, you know, it's just maths. It's just numbers. Right. Yeah. But they loved it. And then I started doing it with like, well, what are you passionate about? Mm. What lights you up? And um, there's that, there's that beautiful quote from um, Harold Whitman, you know, don't ask yourself what the world needs. Ask yourself mm. what makes you come alive and then go do that mm-hmm. because what the world needs is people who have come alive. Yeah. And I just, it gives me chills every time I sort of go back there. And I was like, okay, so how do we grab a map for people to then find out what they're passionate about, find out what their intrinsic drives are, what what really motivates them, and then connect that with their passion, their love. Like, not what they like, what yeah. they love. And then yeah. how do we turn that into something that impacts their lives and impacts the lives of others? Mm. And then became the hero's journey. I was taking through their challenges, their shadows are really what challenges are for people. It's that dark space that we don't want to go into and yeah. we really need to look at if we're going to be having any kind of success and that's not just in wealth but 
success in what we really kind of are here to do, which is, you know, grow and experience life. Absolutely. So that's really how it works. Yeah. That's so cool. And when you said like finding the shadows, finding that point where almost you forget that those fears or hindrances are there even and being able to kind of turn that on its head and, and grow through that. So what, do you have a process of helping people find what those might be? Cause I'm sure some people have dug them so deep down that they don't even know they're there hardly. Yeah. It's a, uh, it's still a process and it still yeah. happens to me. I mean, well, Monday right. I was with, with a very spiritual coach of mine and I didn't realize I'd found myself perched up on a little, little pole having a great time. <sighs> and she just absolutely tore it down and I had no idea it had developed and, I consider myself quite aware of a lot of things, but uh-huh. it really is helpful to have somebody from the outside and go, Hey, what about that? And you're like, Oh my mm. gosh, you just pulled a thread. Yeah. So, um, Paul check actually teaches a probably one of the most powerful tools and very simplistic. It's everything should always be simplistic to get results. I feel. Mm. And he calls it the coin flip. And it's like a uses a lovely triangle kind of idea. And it's, what you really want to become at the top. So it might be a leader. It might be a mother. It might be a parent, a teacher, an entrepreneur, whatever it is that you want to become mm-hmm. sitting right there. And then just to start with, we find three beliefs. What are three beliefs? And they're normally just sitting on the surface there. What are three beliefs that are holding you back from being that or becoming the greatest version of that? And you can nail them pretty fast. And I had no idea. I was, I was on course at this time. And I remember putting something down. It was like, um, no one will feel I'm worth paying money for what mm. I love to do. Mm. So I was like, whoa. And then it broke down. It was just, I don't feel like I'm worth anything. So that's what we kind of broke it down to. And I was chilled. I was literally, <sighs> I'd, I'd found this thing. And, and Joe, at the, Joe at the front of the class, we're on a HLC2, which is Holistic Lifestyle Coaching Level 2. Okay. And she goes, does anybody want some coaching around any of their beliefs? And my hand just whipped <laughs> up like it. And I kind of grabbed it with the other hand to pull it back. Then I'm like, <laughs> no, no, you don't want, you know. <laughs> next thing I was kind of at the front of the class, just shaking, shaking, tears pouring out of my eyes. I'm like, where has this come from? And when you start to chip away at those walls that have really just been made out of the energy of your limiting thoughts, mm-hmm. things start to really crumble and we, we see what's underneath. So, yeah. But probably the most important thing of that aspect is, is that you've got to be really grateful for those thoughts, for finding those thoughts because they're so hidden. Mm-hmm. And if we never find them, we can't experience that growth. Like if you're just continually in, in the comfort zone, but once you've found them, it's really, if you can become grateful for that, because you know what you're about to experience is going to be hard, but coming out the other side is yeah. magical. That's awesome. So, that, so you take the coin flip. So we used to go, it was as simple as saying, look, thank you very much. I'm really grateful for this coming to my awareness. And then you would say, you'd say the negative side. So, the, the yang side, if you want to say it, uh-huh. you know, I'm, I, I don't love myself or I'm not worthy or whatever it was. And then you'd flip the coin and you'd move. So you'd walk because it's all about motion and uh-huh. emotion and you're getting going and then you'd be, you flip it. And all I could say that felt truthful to, to me. And I tried to, I tried to yell out all sorts of other things, oh, just yeah. yell it. So it sounded like it was powerful, but <laughs> it just wasn't, <laughs> it wasn't the truth. <laughs> 
So all I could say was um, I'm opening my heart up for more self-love. That was it. That was the first day. And it changed rapidly. I mean, within a couple of days, I had some of the biggest shifts I've ever had. I mean, had some pretty massive things go on physically and and mentally. It was was an interesting time. I bet. And I think that's a a neat kind of just – just visualizing right now, just flipping a coin and, and just walking away and then proclaiming like the positive that you want to change. And I, I yeah. think that just brings up the point of how important it is to like state positive things to ourselves um, or towards our goals or whatnot. It's so huge, right? Like it's massive. Yeah, it really is. It's massive. Yeah. I and, think it, I mean, yeah, go ahead. No, I was just going to say like, that's like the biggest step too. And the hardest step I think a lot of people have is, is speaking positive things harder than we would think. It's a, it's a funny, funny old world. And I've actually, um, back in New Zealand where I'm from, we have, you know, what's called tall poppy syndrome. And it's, you know, you pop your head above the rest and someone comes to us, knocks <laughs> it off and you, you grow up with that. And it's like, it, it's good to be humble. Don't get yeah. me wrong. I, right. I love the, the idea of being humble, but I also love the idea of like, yeah, man, you know, I've got this. I've totally got it now. And I, I love that confidence. As a kid, I did not. I used to look up to the jocks uh, and I hated that arrogance, that that cockiness it almost felt like. But <laughs> yeah. all it was was triggering things inside me because I wanted that. You know, mm. I was thirsty for that, for that confidence in life. Yeah, and I that's a great point. And it makes me like I know Gary V um, always talks about like when people give you hate or negativity or when they act jealous of you, usually it's like something internal inside them that they're like lacking or want, uh, or, or a hurt that they're not dealing with correctly. And I think that kind of mimicked that right there about the jocks, how you said, um, so yeah, looking inside of ourselves in those moments. Yeah. It's, um, I think in terms of, you know, you're finding those thoughts, other people like, we're very lucky to have feelings and when yes. you when you get a feeling or you get what they call triggered by another person like you said my judgment of you is just a reflection of myself mm-hmm. and that those are perfect learning points like if somebody somebody pisses you off <laughs> what is it inside you that is that is annoying why you know that yeah. has created that anger exactly yeah if we can do more of that mate the the world is a uh, oh, a beautiful place absolutely yeah because yeah. yeah we have so much like we have that light and shine inside of inside us, excuse me, that uh, is trying to shine out. But I, I always say it's it's like in a glass ball, but so much of our traumas experiences have started to add all this crud and muck around that, that our light can't shine through best. Um, and so we have to really work to get rid of all that stuff, chip away at it um, and let that light then truly shine. I mean, cause there's so much inside that people deal with that they don't even know or know how to deal with. And, and so, yeah, the world could be a much better place, a much happier place. I think. It's a, it's a really nice analogy. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> yeah. So with, with that, um, I guess, how does the growth, what's it like when you've experienced that kind of release, like from your personal story, uh, of of recognizing that underlying um, hindrance to kind of the growth through that. What's that feel like for maybe people who haven't experienced it yet? Well, it it comes in in different shapes and forms. Yeah. So 
I'll give you the idea because that was probably one of my biggest shifts in my life because it happened. Mm. It was also reflected quite uh, physically. So the next day, like I expected to have a really good sleep that night because I was Uh-oh. so emotionally drained. It was yeah. just like, oh, I cannot wait for bed. Got to bed. <laughs> Had the worst sleep ever. Uh. So that was terrible. Where was the good, where was the goods <laughs> of that? But then the next day, I um, I went I went to bed had a sleep and I had this dream that I was, I was in the shower and there was just like a clear shower curtain and a figure turned up on the other side of the shower and it was just, there was no face, it was just a figure and it oh. literally had a knife and it just stabbed me through the um, through the shower curtain and just kept going at me. Man. And instead of being scared or angry, I just went for this hug. It was very oh. odd. I went for this hug and I woke up and my stomach was just moving. I was freaking out. I was like, what's going on here? This is just crazy. I was just like, this is, wow. I was still on course at the time, so it was lovely to have a mentor, and I just kind of took it to the side. I was like, what happened to me last night? Like, What's going on? And she's like, well, it could be an aspect of you literally taking a physical idea of something dying inside you. So an element of Mm. that belief that I had was getting abolished. It It was dying. And, yeah, it was it was an interesting time because two days after that you know we're finishing up course and I remember hopping on a plane to go home and I just had like a it was almost like an empathetic kind of feel going on and I could just feel everything that was going on but I it just felt like a whole lot of sadness and I was just tears coming out of my eyes trying to hold myself together on a plane with all oh. these people and I'm just going yeah I'm just going, I'm sitting, I'm sitting in my chair and just put my headphones on I'm kind of just sitting there and um then just my heart literally just stopped. <laughs> it just it just dropped. And I was just like, um, what's going on here? And I counted it out. I was like, one and two and three. I'm starting to get worried by this point. And then yeah. four. And then suddenly just bam, my heart. It was like somebody just chucked some, you know, some wires on you and just pumped you back into life. And the wow. whole system just reset and everything was back to normal. I was just like, whoa. Yeah, wow. Whoa. Yeah, so that was probably the biggest experience I've had physically. Man, yeah, but, you know, yeah, it was a, it was an interesting time. Yeah, <laughs> I bet that sounds like it'd be interesting. <laughs> I think that's what's hard for some people because they might start to try to release or work on that inner inner demon. We could say. Um, but that's the thing; it's not going to be comfortable. Like we're going to go through maybe not physically things like that, but still uh, emotional, um, and well, maybe physical, like aches or stress that you get from that and uncomfortableness. Like those are things we have to go through at different times and different ways to be able to improve and get to that following that hero's journey to become the best version of ourselves. And so that's, I think sometimes, I mean, have you seen, is that what kind of keeps people from, from growing some is the, is the, uncomfortableness they know they're going to go through yes so that that uncomfortableness is i think that's where the vulnerability of finding like a mentor or wanting Mm. to grow you you may not realize it at the start but you are asking for a whole lot of pain that's what you're going to experience like everybody's like oh yeah coaching's awesome you know it's so fun i'm like there is there's not much fun about receiving coaching. Like mm. if you are open and vulnerable, you are going to experience 
incredible amounts of change but to do that you literally have to slay some dragons and it's absolutely it's not always nice but the benefits the benefits to you the benefits to your relationship the the energy that you emanate the the change that not just happens in your own life but the people who surround you is it's it's immense it can sometimes be triggering for other people who are in your life right you know it's it has its flow-on effects as well all right yeah, there's so much entailed in that. And I always go back when I when I think when I heard the hero's journey and when I thought about what it meant and um, just how people can grow and get through things. I always think back and this could be the nerdy side of me, whatever is um, Lord of the Rings. I always go back to Lord of the Rings and Frodo's journey to, to Mordor to get rid of the ring and everything, all the, the processes he's went through. Um, the hardest part to him at the beginning was leaving the Shire and, and, and then it got increasingly more difficult and more difficult and more dangerous and more like tolling on his body. And then finally he broke through, he got rid of the ring. He was able to accomplish that goal and then um, live peacefully um, with some scars, obviously, and some remembrance of what happened. But yeah. Like that's what I always go to when I think about it, like a hero's journey, trying to improve ourselves and because ultimately it helps other people too. It gives permission, it gives permission. Yeah. yeah. But you, you hit the nail on the head there that that call to adventure is, is one of the hardest parts because what happens is we get the call to adventure and it comes knocking and we say, nah, and then it comes knocking again and we say, nah, and, and what ends up happening in our, in our, body and in our system we come into a whole lot of you know dis-ease you know mm-hmm. we come into a whole lot of stress and because we're not listening to what our soul kind of really wants like our, our divine will that is going come on mate like uh, how many times do you want me to knock before uh, you fall yes. over you know it's, Man. it's really that that part yeah and that <laughs> resonates with me just right now in time and it's february 2020 so if you're listening to this in the future went up but um yeah just that's just like so much is going on in my life, like knocking at the door, like, okay, hey, this is what we think you should be doing. Like, and I'm like, do I let go of my safety net here and really let go and take that leap and, and battle through the hard parts that's going to come with that? Uh, and and so, yeah, I mean, right on with, with things going on right now, but um, so much, so much positive in the future if we can let go of that safety net and really grow. Uh, so I guess what would be for people who are trying to improve, to try to start this year's journey, what are, and I'm gonna put you on the spot. I didn't say this beforehand, but what are three things that you would suggest them start doing, um, to begin that their own hero's journey? Cool. Well, I think you've probably now the, the greatest piece of advice you'll ever get <laughs> in just a couple of words, but uh, it's the hardest to almost you intellectualize it, but uh-huh. to experience it as a whole nother level. And that's that, that's that letting go process, mm. letting go. Another word for it is acceptance. Yep. So, you know, like you said, you've got, you might have a, a whole business that you've built yourself around and you have made, maybe you have even said, you know, this is my business and you've attached yourself to that in terms of like, Oh, Hey, Chris, you know, you do an amazing job of this and that's what people see you as, which mm. is just, it's so hard to let those things go. Right. And then to be able to release it, release 
security around it, release all these beliefs, these roles, your whole attachment to it is probably the hardest thing. And that's why the call to adventure is difficult. Yeah. Starting with that, I think having someone who's been through and is on the other side has gone into what is called the unknown world and is sort of on his way back with the elixir. Like, yeah, okay, yeah, it's doable. You know, don't don't be so afraid. We can do this. Yeah. And that's where the mentor. Just we have lost. What I've found is that we've lost a mentor, and I think that's why the coaching industry has become such a huge industry because we have a lot of big body adults. So you know. Mm-hmm older bodies yeah. with young minds, you know, still in them. There's the, there's the 12 year old still running around in the adult's body. There's a lot <laughs> of that going on. Yeah. And I don't claim to be some enlightened wise <laughs> man, but there is aspects that as we grow older, there was always those people that we could go to that were, yep. you know, they call it going, getting closer to spirit and that mm-hmm. wisdom was coming back and they were kind of releasing their bounds to the ego, you know, mm. releasing those shackles. So they really had that wisdom to share with us. And I think it, we've lost that so much in our world because we lost what really is valuable to us. We became very, in the, in the West anyway, became very focused on those materialistic things. So it was like, okay, yeah. I see that guy with the Ferrari. I'm going to go get mentorship <laughs> from him because I, that's what I want. Yeah. You know? And Agreed. Yeah. Finding that, if we can do that, you are... A million steps ahead of myself. I, I wish mm. I had had less of an ego to be able to say, "Look, I have no idea what I'm doing. Um, can somebody help me, please? Because what am I doing starting a business? How am I going to help people? What what is going on in this yeah. world?" And that is the most important thing. And then probably the third thing is get your dream team. Like your dream team is one of the most important things. Paul talks about it all the time. Like. You've got your overarching dream, which is where you want to go, which if you're having a call to adventure, you're already heading there. And then you've got to have that support. Yep. Like you need somebody having your back because there's going to be days where you're on the floor with tears coming out of your eyes, wondering why did I give up all the stuff that I had, all that security to pursue this? Like I'm, I'm breaking here. Right. You know? And that dream team is going to be the one that goes, no, no, we got this. It's going to be good. Absolutely. Yeah, I think those are three really, really good places to start and really huge places to start is letting go, um, finding a coach or a mentor and then encircling yourself with the correct type of people that can really motivate you and push you forward. I think that's huge. Um, and we want to finish out here before you go, Josh, uh, three things, questions that are based on pencil leadership's traits. Um, so the first one is, and you've kind of talked about it, is we need to have mentors and coaches along our way. Do you have someone, um, and then I know you've mentioned a couple, uh, Paul being one, um, mentors or coach that have really spurred you on to greatness? Uh, yeah, and and like, like I said, like I just wish I'd found them earlier, but <laughs> right. they came into the right time in my life. Yep. Like I found... Paul, mm. very much. I haven't met Paul in person. He's somebody, you know, I went from looking up to my father very much as a young kid, as a lot of lads do. We look up mm. at our fathers and then, you know, you kind of leave home and you become your own man and it's yep. time to branch out and find your own sort of mentor. And Paul's programs and him, he was there uh, to catch me in terms of like what I wanted to study. And then I met Joe. I met Joanne Rushton and she's that 
kind of woman when you're sitting in a room i remember doing hrc one which is very kind of nutrition based mm. and she walks into the room and just like whoa what is <laughs> that like it's just this this power that walks in and she's that she's that kind of mentor who will smother you in love like always hold you but will tell you how it is and she mm. will break you down but when she breaks you down she's there to catch you That's and awesome. that is yeah and that is an amazing mentor and then yeah. having my dream team you know i've got my mm. partner fleur who's running her own business and has forced me in so many ways to grow <laughs> and listen yeah and surrender and yeah so that's awesome i've been very lucky very lucky yeah that's cool that's awesome yeah and it's a testament that how important that all those mentors coaches in our circle are in our journey this second question kind of going off of that um so getting to your hero's journey we've talked about a little bit and you've mentioned a couple things but is there another moment or hardship that you remember going through that now looking back on it you can see the positive that came from that moment yeah i mean there's probably been a few kind of major moments in my life. I remember like when I was young, like I said, mm. you know, I was at high school, I looked up to those jocks and I thought, God, these arrogant guys. But <laughs> I remember going to university and I'm like, I went to university with no one I knew. And I thought, you know what? I'm going to change my entire person of who I am. And I just looked at the people who were getting the things that I wanted that, you know, they were getting the girls, they were getting the sports teams. They mm. were, I'm like, I'm just going to be like that. <laughs> so I did that for about six months. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> and you're quickly looking back on it. Yeah. The energy that I was creating from was very much a, a place of lack, a place of not loving myself, a place of looking outside myself. And to be honest, as a young guy, it worked. You know, yeah. I found I found love as such and did all these things and had a great time, but it was it was very short-lived and mm. that energy gets mirrored back to you tenfold yeah. and you come crashing down pretty hard. So yeah. that was the start of the start of that learning journey. And then in the last year, you know really hammering into business and you know pouring money and leaving security of jobs i just lost a lot of things i lost a lot of mm. faith i lost a, a lot of money i just really sunk down and it strips you back to find out the things that you value but it strips you back to find out those beliefs that you held what mm. were those things that were holding you back and um, out of that just came the most beautiful things, like the understanding of what wealth really was, how to spiritually be yourself, speak your own word, and authentically turn up and, mm. and come with with less of an ego. I'm not saying I don't have an ego. That's <laughs> right. still very much there. Yeah. I, I still have my moments. Yeah. But I'm like, wow, you, you just you understand so much more and you, you turn up so much more but as you said earlier it does not stop the haters no you just learn to love yourself more yeah you have so much more self-worth and really that's that's where everything changes whether you want to change how your business operates the money you make the relationships you have the health you have it it all comes from self-worth self-appreciation yep. absolutely and that's that's probably the biggest lesson i'm sitting on for the last couple of years yeah that's awesome and that, I mean, that ties right into pencil leadership. The goal, my goal with pencil leadership is to impact a million lives to help them see that they have the self-worth um, to follow their passions and purpose. And so that's so awesome um, to see you doing the same from 
what you've learned and helping people with their journey too. Um, that's a beautiful thing, Chris. It really is. Man. It, it, it warms yeah. my heart. It, yeah. You know, we need, we need more of it. People right. think there's limited, you know, there's limited space for coaches or whatever. There's oh, not. Yeah, exactly. I mean, the more people out there doing stuff, the better. Yep, for sure. And that kind of brings to the last one with what you're doing. So after your time is done here on earth, you've uh, passed on, you've completed this journey. What do you want people to see as your mark that you left? Yeah, I, I haven't spent much time thinking about legacy until you, yeah. uh, you sent me that question. I was like, <laughs> what what I want people to think of? And probably one of the biggest things of how I live my life, it's, it's quite abnormal. Mm. Um, it's To some people, it looks very romantic. You know, to other mm-hmm. people, it might look completely stupid. <laughs> and that's probably the biggest thing I, I want people to understand is that you always have a choice. That's what I. That's what I'd love to pass on. It's just choice. You've got a choice how you want to live your life, and we are so lucky today. There is a. You can almost do any kind of job because yeah. there's that many people out there with, with a with a problem of some sort. Absolutely. You, you have a choice if you want to build a house or not. You have a choice of whether you want to go into debt or not go into debt, or <laughs> do this career or not do this career. Go out with that girl or guy, or not. It's just the choices are endless, and I think in a way that is hard. But that's the legacy I'd like to I'd like to leave. You know, you've that's got a awesome. choice. Yeah, and I think yeah, that's that's beautiful. And, and people sometimes don't realize it. They just get so hardwired in school and everything. Okay, blah blah blah. You're gonna go get a job. You're gonna work. You're gonna retire. You're gonna you're when you, I hear so much time because my background's in health and wellness as well as as people get older. Oh, I'm just supposed to hurt. Oh, I'm just supposed to gain weight and feel this way. And I'm like, oh, oh. yeah. No, you don't. And so, yeah, I agree. I think having, knowing you have the choice to to follow your passion and and to improve yourself and improve people around you is huge. So, um, Josh, again, so so thankful for you coming on the show today and and just impacting us with all that knowledge um, about the hero's journey and how we can start our own, uh, no matter what. Uh, so, thank you so much. Hey, thank you for very much for having me, Chris. It's been an absolute pleasure. It's great yeah. to connect. Yeah, and real quick, do you want to let people know how they can get connected with you? Oh, yeah, great. Like, I have, a, I have an Instagram where I post as many tools and things that I can, you know, share with people, and that's just josh.hamilton.coaching. Awesome. So come on over, throw a couple of comments and likes down there. Oh, it's always wonderful to connect with people online. I think we need more of it. Yeah, awesome, man. Well, again, thank you so much. Appreciate it. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's show. If you enjoyed it, share this with someone else and make a positive impact on their life. Also, head on over and leave a five-star rating if you like anything you heard today. And let me know what you think so I can make this show better for you in the future. And go ahead and connect with me on Instagram at chris.t.anderson. Love to hear from you. Now let's go out and make a difference as pencil leaders.